Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we approach your throne of grace with boldness. Jehovah, we thank you. We give you praise because of this wonderful moment, Lord, you have given to us uh, to usher us into your word, O oh God. We pray that your word shall have preeminence, uh, a place in our hearts, God. Father, build us spiritually, King of glory. We worship you and we glorify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So today, I want us to talk on what I call the power, uh, the power of purpose. Uh, the power, the power of uh, purpose. Because purpose just means the, the will of God for you and for me. Because every one of us here on earth, there is a plan for God. He says in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, For I, God, knows the plans that I have for you. And they are not plans for evil. They are, they are good plans to give you a future and hope for your tomorrow. Every one of us here on earth, there is a divine plan for you that is from God. And he says, I know. I know why you are here on earth. So your being on earth is not accident. God knows why. You came here with a purpose, and the reason, the intent of God for your life, it's already there. And I pray in Jesus' name, you shall fulfill your purpose in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's read the Bible, the book of Je Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter, Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, uh, verse 1, we shall read verse by verse uh, with the revelation thereof. Uh, if the Bible says, the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The words of Jeremiah, uh, son of Hilkiah, uh, one of the priests uh, at Andoth uh, in the territory of Benjamin, it's very, very important to note from that text, Jeremiah was a son to a priest in the tribe of Benjamin. Very important to know that. Uh, the word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, a son of uh, Ammon, a king of Judah. And uh, through the reigns of uh, Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, uh, down to the fifth uh, month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, a son of Josiah, a king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. So Jeremiah was called by God in the times when the children of Israel had gone to exile. That means they were, purpos they were purposeless. They, they had no hope for their lives because they were in exile. And God came to Jeremiah and God called Jeremiah. He says, verse 4, The word of the Lord came saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Every Bible uh, should be underlined, that area should be underlined, verse 4. The Bible says, I appointed you in your mother's womb. That means your purpose came even before you were in your mother's womb. Before you were born, your plan on earth was set by God. We are here with a divine purpose and a plan from above. We are not biological accidents. Somebody say, Amen. He says, even in your mother's womb, 
I had appointed you. I knew thee even before you were born. So that can uh, categorically say that a purpose came before birth. The plans of God for your life came even before you landed on earth. Before you came, God had your future in his hands. You shall fulfill your purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. And may every force that hinders you from your future be destroyed by the power of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen. amen. Verse 5, God tells Jeremiah, uh, verse uh, 6, Jeremiah uh, began to be shocked by all this. He said, oh, sovereign Lord. In fact, he laughed because there is... He says, ah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. Now, one of the enemies of your purpose is fear. I, I cannot do it. The fear of the past, the fear of finances, the fear of connections. If you must fulfill your purpose on earth, you must rise above the levels of fear. Because fear has the power, the capacity to hinder the plans of God for your life. There are people who are seated. You are supposed to be very great. In fact, you are supposed to be very far. But there is something that is making you, you know, lack behind. And that thing is what we call fear. The devil tells you you cannot do it. There are others who tried it and they did not make it. So you can also not do it. That is what we call fear. So fear is one of the enemies of the purpose, fear tells you that you cannot amount to anything. You are born from a poor family. You come from a poor background. Your future is at stake. You cannot do it. You are useless in life. We must rise against every past that we had and we must tell ourselves we can make it. We can do it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I was reading a book when I was in high school uh, by, by Dr. Carson. You remember Carson? who did a surgery of Carson. Uh, uh, and Carson was told by the mother that uh, do not be scared because of these rich kids. You can do what they do, only that you can do it better. Your past should not haunt you. And nothing should tell you that you cannot do it. You can make it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jeremiah said, Ah, O oh, sovereign Lord, I cannot do it. Because God was calling him into the nations. I am calling you. At that time he was 24 years. And he said, God, I cannot do it. I am just but a child. You know, at age 24, you are not a child. In fact, from 17, you are not a child. You are supposed to be responsible. But he says, oh, sovereign Lord, you know I'm just but a child. I'm just but 24 years. I cannot do it. One of the enemies of your purpose is what I call fear. Fear to invest on the areas that God is calling you to do. Fear to go into the ministry wherever God is calling you to go and preach. Fear to go back to university or a college that God is calling you to do. That fear can hinder your blessings. You must rise above fear and believe in me. I can do it. Not because of my muscle, but by the grace of God I will make it. I declare you shall make it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then verse 7. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord your God. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and he said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. Now God told Jeremiah, I have put my words 
in your mouth. In other words, I have given you the capacity. You can do it. You have an ability and a capacity to carry out the commission that God has given to you. Amen. There is an ability in you. There is that power God has given to you. He says, I have put my words in you. Go and declare my words. Do not say that I am just but a child. Verse 10. So today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, uh, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to, uh, to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? Uh, I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. Now immediately you get into the glance of your purpose. Now God begins to give you a vision. That, that is, God begins to tell you what, is, what lies there for your future. You must have a vision for your future. You, you must not live just for today, but you must plan for tomorrow. By this time, five years to come, I will not be here. I will not be where I am today. Something good is cooking for my future in Jesus' name. I declare your revelations and your vision is going to come up again in Jesus' name. You must have a vision for your future. You must have a, a vision for your destiny. And God opened his eyes and the Bible says, and the Lord told him, the word of the Lord came to me, verse 11. What do you say, Jeremiah? I see the branch of Almond tree. Replied, verse 12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Now, the best thing about the purpose, if you push with it, it will one day be fulfilled. That is the best news. It will, it will one day come to pass. It will, that, that is the best news. If you comply with God, it will one day come to pass. But I think the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a boiling pot uh, tilting away uh, from the north. Uh, I answered. So God was commanding uh, Jeremiah, you must have a vision. God is commanding you today and me, I must have a vision. Have a vision for your tomorrow. Don't think so much about Corona. Just uh, sanitize and uh, just the way our bishop was telling us and watch with simple soap and water. <laughs> uh, but please don't think so much about uh, uh, Corona until you are blindfolded about your future. Amen. Even if it is there, keep pushing ahead. Keep pushing ahead. Do not lay aside your vision because there are no excuses. In fact, God said no excuses. Do not say that I am just uh, but a child. May the Lord give you courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. What is purpose? What is, what is purpose? Before we launch out into it, we must understand it. Purpose, very simple, it is the intention of God for an individual. It is the, the plans of God for me. That is what we call purpose. For example, when God created you, he, he created you a singer. Uh, I was meditating about uh, uh, the man who was singing this song, uh, uh, God is doing a new thing, Don Moen. I was meditating about Don Moen and I went to internet just to see the biography of this man. And I saw that he has been singing for the last 40 years. Don Moen has done nothing else but singing. For 40 years before you were born, he has been singing and he has not done anything else. And that is why we celebrate him and his songs are sung today in the church. Why? Because he has been doing what? Just one thing, and that is he knew God created me so that I can bring worship into the church. 
Yeah, so that I can lead the people into servicing, into serving God, into worshiping God, and he has been doing it. Now, when we talk about the intentions of God for your life, we are talking about a specific plan that God created you to do. And if you keep doing that thing, then you'll imagine to a champion. I declare you are a champion in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So purpose are the intentions of God for an individual. They are the plans of God for me. It is the reason why God created me. That is what we call purpose. The reason why I was created. For me, Pastor Bubu, I was originally created to be a pastor. And I know that I will keep doing that. And I will not go uh, aside from that track because God created me for that. So now, the greatest enemy of purpose is ignorance. If you don't know the purpose, if you don't know your purpose on earth, that is the greatest hindrance you have on the face of the earth. Because you, uh, you will do try here and there, but if you know specifically what you are created to do, you will run with that. But if you don't know, you will do business today, tomorrow you will be employed, uh, another day you will be preaching, Hallelujah. And you know the preaching gospel, the, the gospel has been victimized all, almost by everybody. Any jobless person goes to, to preaching and the ministry. So if you don't know what you're supposed to do here on earth, then you will do everything. But I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord shall bring order into your life. You will run for one cause and you shall fulfill it in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. It's very important to know if you don't know where you are going, you will not even know when you reach there. So you need to know. This is what I was created to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. Then run with that. The grace of God shall be sufficient in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, very simple question. So how do I know my purpose? How, how do I discover what God created me to do? How do I know it? The good things are talked about the purpose. But the best place of purpose here is, how do I know what I was created to do. Very simple, there are three steps. Number one, go to God, because God has it. So you go to God, because God has it. Any new car, any arrival of any new car, there is any problem, they go back to the manufacturer. You go back to God in prayer, and you beseech God, Father, why did you create me? Give me a cause. I have been doing everything, but I need to do the commission that you send me on earth to do. You go to God because God has it. Go to God. Pray and seek his face. He will reveal it to you. That shall be your testimony in Jesus' name. I, I'm, I'm reading the book of uh, Acts. I've been reading the Gospels. Now I'm doing the book of Acts. And I saw Paul persecuting the church. I was reading today in the morning. Paul was persecuting the church, but Jesus Christ revealed himself to Paul, and he told him, why are you persecuting me? And the vision of God redirected him to go and preach and minister. When he knew that he had been called by God, he went to Asia for three and a half years to study the history, to study about the prophecies, to equip himself with prayers and fasting. Then he embarked on the vision that God had laid in his spirit, and he was successful. Jesus himself revealed the purpose to him. You need to come and pray and tarry in the church on your knees and seek God and he will reveal you to your purpose. May the Lord reveal it to you in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. Job, Job chapter 42. Job 42. 
verse 1 and 2. Job chapter 42. Verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours uh, can be adwarted. Some Bible say, There is no any of your purposes that can be hindered. Whatever God has commanded, it cannot be hindered. Your purpose will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. But you must find it from God. Amen? So God has it. Go to God. Now it takes depths of prayers to, to access a purpose. It takes a lot of prayer. You must separate yourself and go and seek God. Uh, I, I used to hear when I was in uh, Winners Chapel those days, a, a very common uh, adage that he used to say, uh, from Oyedepo, he used to say that one encounter with God is far much better than a lifetime struggle. You better encounter God once than struggle forever. Amen. Amen. So it takes depths depth of prayers uh, to access purpose. The first thing that God reveals to you when you encounter God, it is your purpose, the reason for your existence. That is the first thing that God will reveal unto you. And I declare after this service, your life is going to find a reason for living. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody say amen. amen. Number two way on how to find a purpose, it is through gifts, talents, and abilities. Now, when God created you for a purpose, he gave you the capacity to do it out by the gifts and talents. There is something you can do and others cannot do. There are specific things you do very well. How do you know a talent? That thing that you do, but to others it's very hard for them to do. But for you, it's very, very important. When I was teaching music those days, I remember I was teaching an Ugandan lady and uh, we began from, uh, from C. So I told her, this is how you hold the scene, this way. And uh, she used to pay very well. Uh, three lessons, 5,000. I was very excited. But she was a slow learner in music. And I was happy for that as a teacher and a business person. <laughs> so her struggles were for my advantage. So I told her, this is how you hold the scene. So we did this scene. Uh, the first day scene, second day scene. It was, it was a struggle for She would tell me, you know, Bugwa, uh, my fingers are not flexible, but I used to tell her because I don't want to kill my job. Don't worry. After one week, I'm telling you, you'll be very flexible. Your fingers will be okay. Everybody does that, so keep doing it. So she struggled, struggled, and I ate her 15,000. Then she told me now, because uh, it is difficult for me to do, I think let me resign, let me try piano. So I also ate 15,000. That was 30,000 cash. Then she came into a conclusion. I also agreed with her. I was not born a musician, and I cannot do music. Hallelujah. So I asked her, I was very young at that time, so I asked her, what can you do? I was 19 years, around 19, 20 years. So I asked her, what can you do? And she told me, I'm a teacher. Then I told her, then concentrate with the teaching. Amen. Yeah, so when we talk about purpose, we talk of ability. 
there is something you do, but others cannot do. That is what you call a talent. A gift or a talent, it is something that you do and others give you appraisal when you do it. Wow, it is wonderful. The way you do it, it is excellent. That is what you call a gift or a talent. A talent or a gift or a capacity, it is something that you can willingly do even without payment because it is your passion. That is, that, those are what you call gifts, uh, talents or abilities. There are some things, things that you are engraced to do uh, by God. So God gave gifts, uh, talents and abilities as the, pointers, uh, as the pointers to your destiny, to your purpose. You go for them. If you are gifted in that area, the only thing that you don't, if, uh, the only thing that you don't go uh, directed by a gift, a talent or ability, it is the ministry. Because God uh, calls ministers by grace and not by abilities and gifts. But in any other adventure, you go there by gifts and talents and abilities. May you discover your ability amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Number three way you know how to discover a purpose, it is a consistent desire, something that you desire to do for a long time. You've been desiring to do it for a very long time. To a point you've come to, uh, you preached to a point where you've come to conclude this thing is of God because the, that push and that urge to do it, it just but not natural, uh, it is of God. A, a, a consistent desire. Shall, the Bible, J, J, John chapter 9 and verse 4. That is the text we read uh, last Sunday. John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 4. John chapter 9 and verse 4. This phrase, Jesus repeated this phrase many times. He says, John chapter 9 and verse 4. He says, as long as it is day, we must do uh, the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one and can work. This is a consistent desire of our Lord Jesus Christ. He kept on saying, I must work the works of him that sent me. My food is to work for God. Hallelujah. Now, that was the desire of Jesus to do what God sent him here on earth to do. A consistent desire. From the time you were young, you've been desiring to do business, even to date when you are still growing. That desire has been consistent with you for the last 10 years, uh, 20 years, 15 years. That thing is of God. Go with it and you shall be successful in Jesus' name. May you receive grace to fulfill your purpose. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody amen. say amen. amen. Now, just before we finish now, there are three ways on how you fulfill a purpose. Number one, you need God's help. To fulfill a destiny, to fulfill a purpose, to do what God created you to do, you need God. I told God some many years ago, if you will not be with me in the ministry, let me resign it. Because if you're not with me, O oh God, I will not be able to fulfill it. It takes God to fulfill a destiny. Sometimes you will feel discouraged. There will be scarcity of money, the opportunities. And at those times, those are the days you will go to the closet and tell God, I have reached to my end. 
Father, I need new strength. Amen. You need God's help to fulfill a purpose. Because on your own, you can do nothing. Concentrate God. Commit God in all that you do. Commit God into your vision. Commit God into your purpose. Commit God into your life. And you shall be successful in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, to fulfill purpose, you need mentors. You need whom? You need mentors. You need mentors, not, not just any other mentor. Because you, you can't be doing business and uh, you're being mentored by a lawyer. You need men of the same purpose to mentor you. If you are, you are a singer, then you need singers who, who have been singing for many years to mentor you. Mentors are very important, but there must be people of the same purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, that, you need mentors, teachers that will teach you the ways of God. Receive the grace to achieve and have mentors in your life in Jesus' name. Some mentors are very hard to get. To get. For example, you can't say to Jax is my mentor, yet you can't access him physically. What you do, you go for his materials, you go for the CDs, you go for the, his sermons, you go for the books. Some mentors, we, we access them through materials. May that grace be given unto you in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Mentors are very good because they instruct you. They teach you. There are two ways on how to go to Moranga. You can use the, the government roads or you can construct your own roads. Which is easier? Let me use the government's roads. Hallelujah. The, the same case with life. You can decide to uncover your own principles or get the principles of men that have been there for a lengthy of days. You will gain their wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, do not destroy the, 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 do not destroy the ancient uh, boundaries. In other words, the Bible, the Bible says, learn from the Asians. Learn from men that have gone ahead. Learn from men of experiences. And you will be successful in Jesus' name. Mentors are gifts from God. And uh, you must be very careful when it comes to mentors. Uh, they are not perfect. Hallelujah. Yes, they are not perfect. Never think you will come to find a perfect pastor. Nowhere. In fact, Jesus said, you know, the Bible qualifies ministers of God as stones. There is nothing good about a stone. Mentors are not perfect. And uh, I told somebody who was complaining to me, you know, pastor, my mentor is bad. This man is confused. And I told them, when you are served with the fish, you must eat the fish, you must eat the meat, throw away the bones. Whatever is not of good, throw it away. But you cannot throw the whole fish because of the bones. You eat the meat and throw away the bones. There are no perfect mentors, no perfect pastors and prophets. There are no perfect teachers. But something you can learn from them. I send you to go and learn from mentors. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody say amen. 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 Lastly, how do I fulfill my purpose? Uh, that, that is called the pursuit. Run after, after what God has laid in your heart. You, do, you should not just have a, an idea. If you contain an idea in your mind and not put it into practice, then uh, uh, you will be very simple on the face of the earth. You need to run with it. The Bible, God told Habakkuk, write the vision. But not just compiling the vision, you must run after the vision. That is, you must pursue it. Put labor into it. It takes a lot of diligence to fulfill a, a purpose. A plan of God. Proverbs chapter 12. 
Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 27. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 27. If you are there, say amen. 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 Proverbs chapter 12. Until that page is not there. Proverbs, thank you. God bless you so much. Proverbs chapter 12 and uh, verse 27. Uh, the Bible says, uh, The Bible says, the slothful, the slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man uh, is, uh, is precious. The Bible says that a man may have meat. But if he will not roast it, he will not have access to the meat. You may gain uh, your purpose from God. God may give you an idea. God may uncover the abilities and the talents and the gifts that you have and the capacities. But if you don't go after them, then nothing good is going to come out of them. So you need to get them away from the papers and let them be practical from today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I release grace for you to be a doer. And not just a, a compile, you should not just compile, but do what God laid into your spirit. Also, Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. We conclude with that. Uh, Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4, the Bible says, He became poor uh, that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent uh, maketh rich. There is no destiny for the lazy. There is no future for the slothful. Be diligent. Be given out to work. Hallelujah. Yes. Be baptized into what I call labor baptism. Love work. Be working. And the purpose of God shall be fulfilled in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do not just confide the purpose and the vision. Run after it. Because it will be fulfilled. I want us to pray. And I want to pray for your purpose. God created you to do something. God created you with a purpose and a reason for living. And it will come to pass. You will not be hindered in Jesus' name. Yeah, your tomorrow is better than today. I see five years to come. You shall be very far. Things are happening in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Who believes that things shall become better for me? In the mighty name of Jesus. May it be apportioned unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shall it be on our feet? I want us to pray. Amen. I'm a son of destiny. I was created for a papa. There is a reason for my living in the name of Jesus. So lift up your hands and begin to pray for your life. And tell God, Father, unfold your purpose for me. In the mighty name of Jesus. You created me with a reason, O oh God. You created Men will not abuse me. People will not abuse me and give me manual jobs. Anything that comes my way, I will not do it on earth. Father, I pray that, Lord, you are going to unfold your purpose to me. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to pray for your life. Begin to pray for finances. Begin to pray for that purpose in the mighty name of Jesus. 